tension no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Open your Bibles with me to the book of John chapter number 11. John chapter number 11. I'm reading from the verse number 1 to the verse where I will end. Amen. John chapter 11. The scripture centers around the story of a man called Lazarus. And it's actually deals with the story of Lazarus' death and how Christ was able to touch the life of Lazarus. But around this story is woven certain important truths and revelation about our life in such difficult times that we find ourselves now as a people, as a country, as a family, and as even as an African. But God still is on the throne and he has not still given up on his children. That even if the world will fail, God is still in the miracle working business. That the one that depends upon the Lord and trusts in the Lord will not be put to shame. That though darkness will be for the earth, but the light of God will shine in the life of the righteous. That if you are righteous here, you just have to believe that God is on your case and he has not forgotten. Can I hear an amen in the house? He said, now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant, fragrant oil and wiped his feet with the hair. Whose brother Lazarus was sick, therefore the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus said that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you are going there again. Jesus answered, are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I will wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sake that I was not there, that you may believe nevertheless let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called a twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. 17. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord... If you have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. 
Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believed that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went away and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the place and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, she is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? He said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jews, then Jesus again groaning himself came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him was dead, said to him, Lord, but this time there is a stench for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you will see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his voice and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me because, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he has said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, lose him and let him go. Tell the person, lose him and let him go. Prophesy to somebody today, tell the person, lose him and let him go. Tell the person by your side, lose him and let him go. I'm speaking to you on this prophetic word which I have titled, Lose him and let him go. Lose him and let him go. Whatever has tied down your life, whatever has bogged down your life, whatever has hemmed your situation or your relationship or your marriage or whatever concerns your life this morning, whatever sorrow, deep-seated sorrow or pain or things you can't forget, I am here with a prophetic message for you that the Lord is setting you free to move on to the next level. You didn't hear what I'm saying? The Lord is setting you free to the next level. 
You have to be loose in order to possess your possession. You have to be loose in order to actualize your dreams and your visions. You have to be loose in in order to be what God wants you to be. You cannot be bound and still be effective. You cannot be bound and still rejoice. You cannot be bound and still be where God wants you to be. It doesn't matter what ideas you have. It doesn't matter what knowledge you carry. It doesn't matter what exposure you receive. But listen to me. If you are bound it means you are limited. If you are bound, it means that you are hemmed in. You can be emotionally bound as you are listening to me right now. You might be here, but you are absent from here. You might be in this room as a physical representation, but your spirit is not in this place because you are overwhelmed with issues that you have no answers to. So, ladies and gentlemen, it means that you are bound with something. But I am here to announce to you this morning that the God that we serve is able to lose you physically and he's also able to lose you emotionally and he's able to lose you psychologically it doesn't matter which area you place yourself he's able to lose you financially he's also able to lose you economically he's also able to lose you in the area of your marriage and relationship he's also able to lose you in the area of your health in the area of your demands and needs because he is God and there is no one that can be compared unto him Tell the person, lose him and let him go. The scripture begins by saying in the lessons of this man's life, now a certain man was sick. A certain man was sick. And that man who was sick was called Lazarus. You cannot escape sickness. And sickness can be figurative in this statement because your sickness might not be my sickness. And sometimes when we talk of a sick situation, we equate it to a physical or we equate it to emotional. But listen to me. Hey, your business can be sick even as you are listening to me right now. Your marriage can be sick even as you are listening to me right now. Your relationship can be sick even as you are listening to me right now and you might even be physically sick as you are listening to me and you can be sick in your thinking you can be sick in your finances you can be sick in your going out and your coming in what do we mean by you being sick what i simply mean is that when you are sick it means that you fail you you feel not to function the way you are supposed to function when you are sick you don't have the strength to carry on with what you are supposed to carry on when you are sick, you are not able to express yourself as God wants you to express yourself. Your friends, your family, your loved ones can come around you, but they will not see that radiation. They will look at your face and you might look the same person, but there is no joy on you. I don't know whether I am preaching to somebody this morning. Don't sit there and look at me as if I am talking to somebody in the space. I am referring to you right now. You know what I am talking about. Don't try to pretend before me this morning. You are sick in your chair because your joy is gone. You are sick right now as I am talking to you because you cannot be who you think you are. You came into church this morning but your whole face looked like somebody who has lost billions of dollars and pounds. Hey, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how you feel this morning. It doesn't matter how you are even looking at me and looking at yourself. God says you are sick but he's going to fix the sick situation. He's going to fix the sick situation. Some of you are emotionally sick that you cannot express yourself. Yes, once upon a time, you are the person who is so excited everywhere. Once upon a time, you can carry yourself around. And when everybody meets you, in fact, your life even radiates other people's life. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. 
You, you have no clue until you begin to withdraw. Then you will know how many people you are influencing with your joy. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Don't listen. Don't look at me like that. You see, let me tell you something. You think when you are doing things, nobody observes you or nobody watches you, but you have no clue who you are serving as an inspiration unto until you fall before you know. Listen, that is why the Englishman says that the empty barrels make the most noise. And listen to me. You know who are the empty barrels? Your enemies are few, but they have a tenderous voice that when they are shouting, you think they outnumber your loved ones. But hey, let me tell you something. Your loved ones are more than your, your enemies and your critics because listen to me there are so many secret admirers of you that you have no clue of and listen whatever is affecting you is affecting their life when they look at you they say whoa what is happening to this lady what is happening to this gentleman we go into their midst and your face looks so solid and and you look so depressed and you look so morose and you look so confused and you look so disheveled and you look so uh, 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 what do you call it your life is like a uh, it's like a paper that has been cracked and has been thrown into the dustbin but yet still you move among them and you don't know how depressing your life is depressing their life but I am here to death somebody your depressing life has to give way to the joy of the Lord because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength and listen to me your joy is not in your marriage your joy is not in your business your joy is not in your finances your joy is not in your friends your joy is is not in the relationship. Your joy is in the king of kings. Your joy is in the lord of lords. Your joy is in I am not I am. Your joy is in the creator who knows you and created you. Your joy cannot be quantified in material terms. It cannot. It cannot. And it cannot be. Listen to me. Wherever area you are sick like Lazarus. Don't forget that the eyes of the Lord is upon you. Just like the eyes of the Lord is upon the sparrow. He knows the every head number on you. And each one that falls to the ground, he knows. Listen, sometimes we surprise God. We surprise him because when we stand before him, when he is speaking about our future, we are talking about our present circumstance. And you cannot let go your present in order to embrace your future. Listen to me. If you can let go your present, you cannot assess your future. Because God has not addressed you in your present, neither does he address you in your past. He addressed is your future. He will call you to come either up here because he's always up and he's not down. That is why scripture says he has exalted us far above principalities, powers, dominions, and thrones seated at the right hand of authority. He didn't say you are seated on the left hand which is defeat. He never said you are beneath. He said you are above. For Bible said when he died and came out of the grave, he arose and lifted up and he gave gifts unto men. You are not walking with a gift. For Bible said he has chosen us in the beloved before the foundations of the world and the bible says for those that he foreknew you were known by God before you were born your father and my father your mother and my mother they were just channels of vessels that God used for us to come on earth but our assignment was locked up in the creator of the heavens and the earth your parents have no clue who you are but God has a clue of who you are I refuse to let a man depress me. I have grown past that stage. Oh, are you understanding what I'm saying? I refuse for a man or a situation to change my mood. Because listen to me, when God is for us, oh, come on, I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody here. Listen, some of you, 
Your joy is tied to politics. Your joy is tied to who government comes and which government goes. But hey, guys, I don't care which Johnny come to town. A Johnny can come, another Johnny can go. Another John can come, another John can go. But whether they come or go, my joy is tied to the economy of heaven. Ah, you are not getting what I am saying. Because the silver belongs to my God and the gold belongs to my God. He is the king of kings that sits in the cycles of the earth and he measures the whole sea in his palm. It's like a drop in a bucket. Your joy is not based on your employment. Your joy is not locked up in your boss's hands. He does not know who you are. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody here. Your, you listen, wife, listen to me. Your husband has no clue. He has no clue of who you are. If he knows who you are, he will treat you differently and he buy you some chocolate. I don't know whether I am talking to somebody here. Hey lady, you don't know who your husband is. You are just messing up with a jewel in your hands. But if you will know, you will, you will fix some lunch somewhere and say, darling, you are the light of my life. You are the lily of my valley. You are my rose of Sharon. I am here to announce to somebody. Should God not know who was sitting or who is sitting by your side this morning? You are sitting by the side of the richest thing on earth that you have never seen before. Ah, you are getting what I am saying. It doesn't matter how the person has dressed. It doesn't matter whether he's smelling or he's not smelling. Whether he has a Gucci or he has a money or he has whatever perfume or whatever name you can call him. It doesn't matter whether he's wearing a designer or he's not wearing a designer. It doesn't matter where he's closer. Has a name or has not got a name. There is one thing you should know. He's an embodiment of the creator. He is the image and the likeness of God. He carries the resources and the power of Jehovah in him or in her. And none of them is a failure and none of them is stupid and none of them is foolish. Hey, you can make some mistakes, but your mistakes cannot tie you down. Yes, you can mess up your life, but hey, your mess is a message for you. You are not getting what I am saying. You can be a failure, but let me tell you something. Your failure is a new chapter of your life because life is full of chapters and if you have not failed before, then you can never ever succeed. Thank God for your failure. Because somebody is going to read about it and that person will not fail. Who am I preaching to? Your pain is somebody's celebration. Your brokenness is somebody's celebration. It doesn't matter what you have gone through. Hey, if you have cried, wipe away your tears. Because joy is coming in your morning. I came for you this morning. You are sitting here under the sound of my voice. I can see you right in my spirit that you are the one I am talking to. You are the one I am talking to. Shake yourself up. Tell the person, shake yourself up. I feel like preaching. Mandarabaseka. Tell the person, lose him and let him go. The devil is a liar. Every area that you are sick in, there is a repair coming to you. Have a Sunday. He was sick. Lazarus of Bethany. The town of Mary and her sister Martha. And I like the way the Bible put it. I said I love the way the Bible put it. In the verse 2 he said. It was. That Mary. Who anointed the Lord with the fragrant oil. And wiped his feet. 
with her hair. Whose oh come on. I don't know. I have prophetic children in the house. Whose brother Lazarus was sick. Oh, I like the sarcastic nature of the way the, the, the writer of John puts the whole story together. Come on, come on. Can, can you read in between the lines? Permit me, because this one looks like my, my literature flair is at play. He said, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sister sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. You see, the words have been carefully crafted and put together to resonate the importance of the statement and the situation and the context for consideration. Ah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? I, I don't know whether you are getting what I am saying. Listen, the lady put together her whole life investment. Okay? As a lady preparing for her marriage, which is a Jewish tradition that before they marry you, you the lady should be able to have something called a fragrance that at the marriage, you break it and the smell takes over and becomes a celebration for your life. Now she's put together and do you know how she even got her money? She got her money by prostitution and gathered all those things and multiple demons were in her and she has put this thing together waiting for a man to chance on. Oh, come on, come on. It's not everything you see in dress that is marriageable. Oh, may the Lord open your eyes to see. It's not everything shakeable that is touchable. Some things can be shakeable to be lookable. So you look at and you turn aside. And ladies, don't be surprised to think that everything in suit is marriageable because you might be marrying some devil that is sitting in them suit uh, and he's smiling and driving some Mercedes. Uh, she'll enter into that place with a mansion and you know you are in the den of the devil. I deliver you this morning from every snare of the enemy. I set you free from every strange man, from every strange woman in the name of Jesus. Hey, come out from among them and be you separated. I set you free today lose him and let him go and this woman put it together and was waiting to chance on a man but she met the wrong man at the right time because that man she met was not an ordinary man oh I declare your anointing shall increase I, 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 they will send after you but when they see you the Lord shall turn them around they will come after you but Lord will convert them hey, maybe they chase you into the church but they shall be saved uh, you are not getting what I am saying you shall not be added to the list of the people they have conquered you shall be added to the list of the people that have saved them I declare you shall deliver them because the anointing shall increase upon your life And, and, and this lady has put them together. But met Jesus. And Jesus saved her. Casted out all the seven demons. And she decided to now use that box. Alabaster box. Broke it and anointed the feet of Christ. Prepared Christ for her burial. And when she has done that. After that she became a special armor bearer in the life of Jesus. And if you read the book of Luke, her name was also mentioned there. She became a kingdom financier and a kingdom supplier. She took it upon herself that anything that concerns Christ is her burden. Oh, you are not getting what I'm saying. 
Whether Christ will go anywhere, Christ cannot go to Jerusalem without passing through Bethany to go to that house to feed and to eat. Listen, if you know how to feed the man of God and clothe the man of God, your life shall be fed and your life shall be clothed. You are not getting what I am saying. Because listen to me, when you take the kingdom of God as your business, God will take your life as a business. And this is the hour that they needed the man most. And so, the scripture was saying that this is Mary. Hello? The one who broke the alabaster box and anointed the feet of Christ and wiped the feet with her hair, which is her glory. The hair of a woman is her glory. Ladies, are you here with me? If you want a man to be attracted to you, take care of your hair. I I sit back and I look, I am a marriage relationship expert, but I see some of you, the ladies, and listen, it will take heaven to come down by God sending a special angel before that person will come and propose to you. You know why? Because even the way you dress, and the way you take care of your hair when I see you in darkness I'll run away thinking that you are not the same person I am being frank and honest with you and scripture says that men look at the outward appearance we might be praying but we are watching Because no man wants to walk with a side with a woman who just can wear anything and behave anyhow. Because what your eyes feed on is what gives you satisfaction. Married woman, because you think you have arrived, you have married, you've settled down in the marriage, you gave birth to one, two, and all of a sudden you have grown old. Who made you old? Who made you? Who gave you that description of old age? Because old age is just a number. Come on, have you not seen some, some swagger old ladies? I watched some YouTube clips of an old lady which is around 60. And the way that lady has put herself and packaged herself. And on the dancing floor with a young guy of 25 years. I said, whoa, that is it, my brother. I am declaring to everybody here. You are not old in this church. And you better get prepared and begin dressing good. And look good because you belong to the king of kings and the lord of lords. You are a Child of the kingdom, put it on, brother. And there are some guys here, you just speak anything at all and wear, and you think, listen to me, it doesn't matter, it's not the multiple of clothes you have, but the way you package it. You just walk anyhow. You keep your hair anyhow. Whether you are doing afro or you are doing rasta or whatever you are doing, you are not coming clean. Declare yourself. And, and you forget. You will sit back and say, in your marriage, somebody is using juju to take my husband. Who told you sometimes it is juju? It's not juju. Sometimes it is packaging. When you begin packaging well, that same man's eye will start rolling like a parrot. When you are going, where are you going? Who are you talking to? What are you doing? That's just by the way. But I am telling you, begin to present yourself marketable and don't present yourself anyhow.
Somebody say mercy. And he said, it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with air. Whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sister sent to him and said, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. What they are trying to say or what this scripture is trying to suggest is that listen to me. Once you have connection to the president, why should you suffer with your goose impounded? If the whole pastor full of anointing and can raise the dead and open blinders lives and eats in your house. Oh, come on. Are you there with me? Drives your, your latest slick cars that when they come, you release it and you will drive it and cruise it around. That he is even on your bank account, uh, on your check pay, and you pay him and you satisfy him. Why should you even go through challenge? If you are the financier of the church and you are the leader of that which provides for the church, why can't God see that and prevent and protect you and cause you to be sick? Oh, you are not getting still the scenario. Hello? If you are the worship leader, that you worship and everybody will be healed and they are falling under the power and then you stand there and you are sick and you are bleeding and you don't have solution why should that be possible we call it an irony of life that is why I said the whole statements are being coined sarcastically in other words if I am the source of power why should I lack power Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. So that is the statement. And when that thing was done, he said, therefore the sister sent to him saying, Lord, behold, you will love his sick. And he said, when Jesus heard that, when the source of the solution heard it, he said, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God and the son of God may be glorified through it. In other words, the source heard it, but the source waited the source heard it, but the source pretended he has not heard. The source heard it, but the source refused to attend to your call. I don't know whether I am getting... Sometimes in walking with the Lord, you get so frustrated and said, is God not hearing my cry? This was an SOS message. Save our soul. And they delivered the SOS message to the man that has the answer to come in. They delivered the SOS message to the fire service. Delivered the SOS message to Nadmo to come. Delivered the SOS message to the pastor, to the bishop, to the apostle. Delivered the SOS message to the uncle and the sister who is abroad. Delivered the SOS message to the best physician and the doctor in the whole world to come and attend because the money is there and relationships there. They delivered the emergency number. They dial it and yet still uh, there was no response. Uh, What is happening? I am here to let somebody know. Sometimes you will look for God but you'll be silent. Oh, you, you are not following me. Sometimes you will seek for God but you'll be silent because he will not answer at your time. He will answer as it's time. You know why? For Bible said that in his time, he makes all things 
beautiful. I am here to announce and prophesy to somebody with my eyes open and looking at you. There is a beauty coming to your life. The Lord is bringing you a beauty for ashes. The Lord is bringing you a beauty for ashes. Your life is going to turn around. It is not late. It is not late. God is not late and is not through with you. He is coming through for your life. It's coming through for your life. Listen, you, you might even go to God and say, God, don't you remember me? Oh, haven't you done that before? Sometimes you can even take your tight card and say, God, watch me. Oh. If, if you are forgetting, look at my tight. And, and sometimes you, you will even carry everything and say, God, maybe you forgot. Last week, last year, I did this. And, and if God still is not listening, he said, God, what at all have I done to you? And, and he said, God, have you forgotten that when nobody was there to do it, I did it? Why, why should this happen to me? Why should I be sick at this time? Why should I go through this time? You see, sometimes you don't know. God uses you as a statement to the world. is looking for a Lazarus so that a Lazarus life can be messed up. And God will go and fix that Lazarus life to show to the world that if you follow him it doesn't matter how your life can be messed up. He can rewrite your story and present you different to the world. And listen, I am here to prophesy to somebody. It doesn't matter how your life has messed up or any area of your life that is sick. The healing of the Lord is coming straight to you this morning under the sound of my voice. There is going to be a turnaround for everything you have lost. There is going to be a restoration. Say, I hear you. Jesus said, I'm not going so that the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. You and I know that once you attend to an emergency, you solve the problem. Isn't it? But delays are expensive. But this time God decided to delay. But hey, I am here to tell somebody, delays are not deniers. Tell somebody and say, delays are not deniers. Tell the person, delays are not deniers. You see, it might look like the miracle is delaying. It might look like the job is delaying. It might look like the child is delaying. It might look like the healing is delaying. It might look like the opportunity is delaying. But hey, it is not delaying. It is preparation. In the delayed timetable of God, God is setting the stage for celebration. You see, when you are going for an important function, the most important thing is that they have to set the stage to look good. So that when you mount the podium and you get in there, they will check you. And if you understand serious, even business presentation and conferences, once you come, there is also the backstage where they even have to now package you, mic you, put uh, what it makeups on you, prepare your garment and your clothing. They might even sometimes give you the clothes you have to wear. So you even have a wardrobe person that will try to decorate you and dress you to fit the occasion. And if you understand security measures, they will even check the environment and make sure everybody is seated before you get there. They will test all the microphone and do everything. Whilst the guests are sitting, they are looking at their watch. But behind the scene, you are being prepared to appear as a glamorous Oh, you are not getting. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you are being packaged and being prepared. That when you are 
appear on the stage, when you take the microphone and open your mouth to speak, everybody will be attentive and looking to you. They look at your hair to your floor. You look so sharp and cute. You pick your microphone, they look and your English and your message is articulated because your speech has been read through and you are not standing there to forget your speech because your speech has been packaged by an expert and you have been planned. In the same way, God will prepare the way before he brings you out in the preparation stage it will look like the curtains have been shut oh you are not getting what I am saying God is preparing your husband God is preparing your child God is preparing your wife God is preparing your post God is preparing your position God is preparing it it might look like God has forgotten but he's preparing it so when he appears men shall celebrate it Listen, if you don't know this, you worry. Because men, we deal with issues or things we see and not what just has come. Because like what I'm sharing with you, if you are in a gathering and the keynote person to deliver the speech has not arrived and the gathering was supposed to take place at 10 a.m. and it is 11 o'clock, what will you say? Oh, come on. Who am I talking? What will you say? You will say they have delayed. They are not time conscious, isn't it? But you see, you will never have no clue that behind the scene, maybe the person was preparing and a bathroom tear. Oh, you are not getting what I'm saying. The person was preparing and they realized there was a stain in that dress. The person might be preparing and certain security things are not in place yet. The person might be preparing but all of a sudden the person feels an upset in the body or tummy so they have to attend to him and prepare him and package him before he comes. But to you it's a waste of time. So anxiousness will set in and anytime anxiety comes fear takes hold of you and doubt follows fear. Because why? You have not seen it. You don't know what is going on. And you know the most annoying part? Nobody comes to tell you anything. And yet you are sitting down and you don't know what is going on. Oh, have you, have you been in such an atmosphere before? Come on, come on. You should know me, your pastor, by now. I will bring you into the scene. Have you been in such an atmosphere where you are in the wedding place and the people have not yet arrived and you are in the wedding and you are waiting at the time and especially if you are the man that is married, you are sitting down and there is no show or appearance of your wife to be and no phone calls are not going through and there is no contact person to reach and you don't know where it's going and one hour is gone and two hours is gone. You'll be sitting there and all of a sudden you begin to Hey, if you have not gone to the loo, you begin to think of going to the loo. Uh, you are not getting what I am. Oh, who am I talking to? Feel sweat all over your head. If you have never sweated in ages, you'll begin to sweat that day. And if you are a lady, if you don't take time, hey, you are okay. But before you know, something is happening to your life. Hey, hello. And, 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 but later, when the whole thing is put together, and the ceremony is over. And the food is being eaten and there is merrymaking. You forget the delay time. The joy covers the delay time. In the same way God is preparing you. Oh, you are not getting me. I might be ending but I'll continue with you. God is preparing you. 
He's preparing that position. He's preparing that marriage. He's preparing that child. He's preparing that job. He's preparing that glory. And in the eyes of men, in your own eyes, it is delayed. Right now, I can see you being sweating in your suit. And maybe you have got it to the point where you think you can no more wait. You want to help God and want to help yourself. You are so agitated and you are so confused because you have prayed all the kinds of prayer. You have to pray. You have sown all the seed. You need to sow. You have all believed God for what you need to believe God. And you can be referred as Mary who anointed the feet of Jesus and who wiped with the hair. And you have sent a message but there is no answer in sight. Hey, but God is sitting on your case. I declare to you this morning that you are going to appear at the gathering where God wants you to appear. You are going to sit on the throne God said you are going to sit on. You are going to occupy the place where God said you are going to occupy. I prophesy into your life that the Lord shall remember all your prayers. The Lord shall remember all your giving. The Lord shall remember all your petition. The Lord shall remember all your pains. And the Lord shall answer you. Because once the stage is ready, he will show you forth. And I see the Lord showing you forth. I said, I see the Lord showing you forth. Because listen, he said, this sickness is not unto death. Tell the person you will not be disgraced. Oh, oh, come on, come on. Tell the person you will not be disgraced. Look, it will look so close. It will be so close to call. So close to call. It might look like it has already crashed. It might look like you have already lost. In fact, you might see yourself even going into the valley. And you have no answer or how you can be delivered. But I am here to announce to you, once you are falling from the top of the cliff, there is an invisible hand that was waiting for you. The devil was standing up there rejoicing. That that is the end of that lady. That is the end of that man. That is the end of his business. That is the end of his career. That is the end of his marriage. That is the end of his joy. But he never knew that God was up there. For Bible says that his hands are there to carry the righteous. So whilst you are coming, he takes you. Whilst you are falling, there is a hand there. And that hand picks you. Whilst you are falling, Everybody knows. Once, listen, hold on. Once the enemy is releasing you from this height, you are coming down. You have no clue because before you turned and looked, it is ground, isn't it? So everybody is rejoicing. But once you are released, release. God picks you from here. The hand was not in sight. But before you knew, the hand has come. And, and the good thing I like about the hand, take your seat. Take your seat. The good thing I like about the hand is that if he receives you here, he will not leave you here. Oh, oh, come on. Who am I talking to? I said he received you here, but he will not leave you here. The whole world will think you are going to remain here. But they are making a mistake. When he receives you here, he lifts you up gradually. Gradually, 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 and lift you up higher than from the height where you fell. He lifts you higher, 
than the height where you fell. You have gone beyond where you fell. You have gone beyond where you lost. You have gone beyond what you were. You were you were being looked at and laughed at and mocked at. You go beyond it, beyond it, beyond the height of even your enemy, beyond the height of even every situation, beyond the height of every challenge. I see you being lifted up. That is why Bible said, "Rejoice not over me or my enemies, for when I fall, I shall arise. For the righteous shall fall seven times, and seven times he shall arise." I prophesy your rising. I prophesy your rising. I prophesy your rising. I prophesy your rising. I see you rising. I see you rising. I see you rising. The invisible hand is lifting you up. It's lifting you up. It's lifting you up. It's lifting you up. Don't cry again. The Lord is lifting your business. He's lifting your marriage. He's lifting your relationship. He has not forgotten you. Everything you are going through, just trust in the Lord. It is your season. It is your time. It is your season. It is your time. Shall lose me. Shall lose me. Shall lose me. Rise up on your feet, somebody. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you, I know.